Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Penny Peep Show. What you are about to experience is so dark. It's a dangerous game you're playing. So terrifying. Oh, there's so much blood. So evil. Soon the sun will turn black. And in the shadow cast, the ascension will begin. But you'll need a vacation. Welcome to The Devil's Bed and Breakfast. Lunchtime is over. I'd best get back to work. Come back to bed, Josephine. Oh, Gavin. You know I want to, but I'm already running late. Then what's a few minutes more? You know I can't. I know. We shouldn't have to meet like this. Gavin. We should spend hours in each other's company, not fleeting minutes, not stolen moments. I know, Gavin, but... You sneaking away from the museum, me sneaking away from the garage. Yes, I know where we were. To this crummy old apartment. Gavin. With its squeaky floorboards. Yes. And sagging bed. Yes. With its smell of damp. Yes. And its outhouse. It's all I can afford. I mean, an outhouse? I know, Gavin. It must be be the only outhouse left in the city. Gavin, I know. I dream of a life with you. Imagine you and I together. No long work days to keep us apart. Our own apartment that we come home to. Imagine. With indoor plumbing. <sighs> but money is too tight. Maybe in a year or two. Or three or four. Gavin. I know. But that's why I have to get back to work. Surely the museum could do without you for an afternoon. It's very busy at the moment. We've got a new exhibit opening soon, and there's so much to do. You remember. I told you about it. It's the one about alternative religions. I remember. All those strange idols and carvings. Yes. And sacrificial daggers. That's right. I also remember that fellow you told me about. What fellow? You remember. The handsome one in the suit who approached you with that offer. Now, Gavin. I know I said I would mention it. It was an awful lot of money he offered. And for one lousy artifact. No one offers that much money for doing something good. We know it isn't good. It's thievery. I know. I'm just saying. Oh, Gavin. I like my job at the museum. Most days, anyway. I'll have to think about it. I understand. I want you to be happy. Oh, Gavin. And I want us to be happy together. You and I. Our own little apartment. With indoor plumbing. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Mother. David. The sun rises on another day. 
Humanity begins its fruitless toil. Have a seat, Father. I'll get you your coffee. David, pass Father his morning paper. The wretched vial choked from the mouth of a species too foolish to see. David! Very well, Mother. Your paper, Father. Thank you, David. And what dark blessings have been wrought upon the world today. I do so hate ruining a surprise. But perhaps you'd care to read page seven. Oh? And what shall I find there? <laughs> I've said too much already. What are you up to, Mother? Let's see. Oh. Oh. Yes. Can it be? It's true. Marvelous. More wonderful than I could have dreamt. Dark majesty be praised. I know. It's all I could do not to scream it in your face when you walked in. What is it? What's happened? Here you go, David. A museum robbery? Prize exhibit missing? Of what interest is that? Uh, you'll see, David. Soon everyone will see. The whole world will see. <laughs> and I said to a Debbie, if Doris wanted you to know, you'd know. And you do know, and not because it's Doris. So Doris doesn't want you to know, and now you know. Yeah. And Debbie said that Dora said, but not to her, Dora said that Debbie could know. She doesn't have a problem with Debbie knowing. But if Debbie wants to know, she should tell Doris what she knows. So Doris knows that Debbie wants to know, you know? I suppose. Timmy, is everything all right? Hmm? You normally never let me get through one of my stories about my book club. No. So come on, Timmy. Tell your mother. What's going on? It's the usual, Ma. Connecticut isn't the home away from home I thought it would be. Or Greg told me it would be. And now Greg is... Is he having one of his moods? I don't know if you can call it a mood when it lasts this long. You boys have been best friends for so long now. Surely you can figure it out. Sure, Ma. Me and my best friend can figure it out. Maybe you should come back to New York for a bit. Get your old gang of bachelors together and have a night on the town. I'm not one for encouraging loose behavior, but sometimes I think it's good for men to blow off steam. I'm sure Raoul and Tristan would love to. Such nice young men. Why can't they find girls? It's a shame. Hang on, Ma. Good afternoon, ma'am. I'm sorry to interrupt. Interrupt? Your phone call? Oh, that's nothing. It's no one. I can still hear you, Timmy. It's my mother. Oh. So almost embarrassingly nothing and no one. <laughs> I see. Can I help you with something? I do hope so. I was wondering if you might have a room for the night. We most certainly do. Just the one person? For just the one night? I think so. Easy peasy. Pop your details in the guest book and I'll grab you some keys. I must say, I do like your hair. Oh? Very modern. Very short, you mean. But so fashionable. Thank you. I've put you in room one. That way I don't have to carry the luggage so far. Here, let me carry your case. Thank you. And what's this parcel? I'll carry that. Okay, uh, is it something delicate? Sure. Does sure mean yes? Yes, sure. Yes, yes? Yes. <laughs> I'll show you to your room. Here we are, home sweet hotel room. Thank you. Let me open the windows, get the air moving. Better already. <laughs> Let me open the one in the bathroom. I have my own bathroom? Uh, yes? 
My own bathroom. With the usual, a sink, faucet, that kind of thing. Toilet. Oh. If you like the toilet, you're gonna love the shower. I'm sure I will. And uh, let us know if you need anything. Well, let me know. I'll be at the front desk for extended stretches with nothing to do. I need some sleep. And maybe something to eat? Good luck with that. The food around here is dreadful. Oh. Uh, You can always have dinner with us if you like. Us? Me and my business associate. He's a very good cook. Please, join us. We'd love the company. If you're sure it's all right. Please. It'll help break up the awkward silences. Thank you. You're very kind. Ah, tell my mother that. Oh. (laughs) Enjoy the toilet. Uh, In your own time, of course. Ma, are you there? Yes, Timmy, right where you left me. What were we talking about? I was saying you should come back to New York for a day or two. I don't know if I should leave Greg at the moment. He'll be fine. He's a grown man, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> of course, if there's another reason you want to stay in the country. What? What are you talking about? I heard you flirting with that lady. What? The lady with the short hair. The guest? I heard you calling her modern and fashionable. Got her giggling. Yes, well... You always did have a way with the lady. I certainly do. Well, you should have got a number or something. However you young people court these days. I did ask her to dinner. Timmy, you scoundrel. She might be what you need. One night only. In town one day, on the next. Barely time to exchange names. What? No fears for tomorrow. No recriminations. Sex at its most uninhibited. No. Goodbye, Ma. Good afternoon, Tim. Uh, Good afternoon, Anthony. I hope I'm not interrupting something. No, I was just hanging up on my mother. That's the spirit. Can I help you with something, Anthony? Well, I'm sure you can. I was wondering about the young lady whose car is parked outside and who came inside carrying a suitcase. What about her? She's a guest here, I take it. Well... She's a friend of mine. Is she? (laughs) I, I hope so. Huh? Anthony! Greg! I thought I heard your voice. What a pleasure to see you. How are you? How's Irene? How's David? The family are all very well, Greg. What's brought you around? Anything we can help with? Oh, it so happens that you can. A guest that Tim checked in is a friend of mine. I told her that when she arrived, she must check in at your lovely hotel. Get those bookings up. Thank you, Anthony. That's very much appreciated. Friends help friends, Greg. Friends help friends. Friends, Anthony. (laughs) And I was wondering if I might find out what room she's in. You know, uh, give her a surprise visit. Of course. Greg. Tim. Should we really be sharing... They're friends, Tim. But Greg, I don't know... Let's see. She's in room one, down the corridor. Thank you very much, gentlemen. See you at cocktails on Friday. I'm looking forward to it, Anthony. Greg! You don't have to come to cocktails if you don't want to, Tim. I'm not interested in cocktails, Greg. There's a first for everything, then. You gave out private guest information to a stranger. Anthony is not a stranger. He is to the guest. They're friends. Besides, this woman can look through the peephole, and if she doesn't know who he is, she won't open the door, will she? That's not the point, Greg. 
You ignored me. You steamrolled me. I'm pleased that Anthony and Irene are following through on their promise of help. Really? One guest? That's one more than the endless conversations with your mother have yielded. Like it or not, Greg, she is my mother. I am very much aware of that, Tim. And like it or not, Anthony and Irene are our friends. That's not how friendship works, Greg. Who is it? It's me. It's who? The handsome man in the suit. The one who offered you $40,000 in cash. Keep your voice down, please. Don't worry, this place is empty. It is? That's right. Just you, me, and the two charming sodomites at the front desk. The what? Do you have it? Did you bring it? Yes. Can I see it? Oh, very well. Here it is. It's beautiful. It's a knife, all right. And the blade is still sharp? Surprisingly so, given the age of it. May I touch it? Hold it? No, I don't think so. Not yet. There's still the matter of payment. Of course, of course. Here you are. $40,000 in cash. Yes, well... You can count it if you like. It's not that. Well, then what is it? I'm not sure. $40,000 is enough. 40000 was the deal. Suppose I change the deal. Suppose someone offered me more. Suppose you tell me how much. Suppose you make a counteroffer. Suppose you stop playing games with me. You don't understand. I've given up so much to bring this here. Have you seen the papers? I can't go back to my regular life. I can't go back to the way things were before. That's what the $40,000 are for. That's enough for the job, but not enough for the moral quandary. Ugh, morals. Really? I have to pay for those? Yes, so make me an offer. Ugh. $50,000? Double it. Double it? $100,000? Really? I accept. Why do you seem surprised? I meant double the extra 10000 to make it 60000 But now you've offered me 100000 No, I'll go with 60000 But we just agreed to 100000 We originally agreed to 40000 And then you offered me 100000 No, I was saying that $100,000. That's what I'm asking. And I won't accept a penny less. Well? I accept. Good. May I hold it then? Do you have the 100,000? Not on me, no. Then I suppose you'll hold it when you do. It's a dangerous game you're playing. Is that a threat? Oh, of course not. After all, you're the one holding the knife. That's right. And I'll be doing that until you give me $100,000. Fine. Who's that? It's probably Josephine. Who? Our guest, Anthony's friend. I told her she could join us for dinner. That's a strange offer to make. She needed somewhere to eat. She seems nice. Besides, a friend of Anthony's is a friend of ours, right? <laughs> Hello? Sorry, coming. I'm sorry, we were just bickering. If I'm disturbing you... No, no, bickering is all we do. Come in! I don't mean to cause you trouble. Not at all. You are very welcome, Miss... Uh, Miss Josephine. Miss Josephine. Miss Smith. But Josephine is fine. I'm Greg, and there's plenty of food to go around. Please, take a seat. 
This is really very nice of you. Don't mention it. Tim, could you pass this to our guest? I'll get out another plate. But of course. Here you go. Thank you. This looks delicious. It's only meatloaf. Tim's mother's recipe. How nice. She's got to be good for something, right? Tim, don't <laughs> speak about your mother like that uh, in company. Oh, why not? I speak about my mother like that to her face. It makes people uncomfortable. She's a lonely old fool who unloads all the petty details of her life on me. Forgive me if I have to take a little of that pressure off. I understand. Really, I do. I knew you would. You have an understanding air about you. Why don't you put her someplace? Ugh, I wish. You mean an institution? Is that what you mean by someplace? I thought maybe a nursing home. Eh, same, same. Now, really, Tim, just because your mother is a bit eccentric, huh? we all go a little eccentric sometimes. You've changed your tune. Only this afternoon you were lambasting me for calling her. During work hours? Work hours. There's nothing to do during work hours. Why is that? Someone told me that I'm the only guest at the moment. And the hotel is so nice. Thank you. It's a delicate subject, Josephine. But in summary, people have made a moralistic choice to boycott us. Oh? Don't be alarmed. It's nothing that would affect you. Quite the opposite. But it has rather affected the business. Morals. They do strange things to people. Ain't that the truth? Why, only this afternoon, I was reading a newspaper story about someone robbing a museum. Who would do such a thing? I'm sure they had their reasons. Was much taken? Well, the article didn't go too much into specifics, save that... If you'll excuse me, thank you so much for dinner. Is everything okay? I... I've had a long journey, and I... I think I need a hot shower and a long rest. Don't forget to try the toilet. Tim! What? She gets it, don't you, Josephine? It's a very fine toilet. Good. I'm so pleased. Let me show you out. Again, thank you for dinner. How very strange. She changed on a dime, didn't she? As soon as you mentioned that newspaper article... That can't be it. It was a very boring topic of conversation. Although she did have that package that she didn't want me to touch. What did you say was taken from the museum? It didn't go into particulars, save that it was from an exhibit on human sacrifices, and that the authorities wished to speak to a young museum attendant about the matter. Hmm. Now don't pester her. I'm sure she had nothing to do with it. Of course not. Besides, we can't afford to drive away our only paying customer. Perish the thought. But imagine if she had done it. In which case, why did Anthony want to speak to her? She probably rushed off after all those things you said about your mother. I can't help it if my mother is a terrible person. Come now, Tim. A boy's best friend is his mother. Isn't that a depressing thought? Okay, as soon as she gets in the shower, I'll use the masticator to bust in and go through her belongings. Then I'll be in and out. Why am I whispering? For courage, that's right. Right, it's go time. Where is that package? There it is, on the nightstand. What an odd place to put it. Oh my god. What is it? Shit. Greg, it's not what it looks like. What? Who's there? Anthony. Tim, what are you doing in here? What are you doing in here? Uh... Why are you holding a knife? Why are you holding a knife? I found it. Yes, well... I found mine. Huh? But I'll swap you. What? You can have my knife, and I'll have yours. I don't think so. This is from a museum. This is stolen. Is it? 
No. But that is a kitchen knife. Why are you breaking into a hotel room with a kitchen knife? I could ask you the same thing. What? No, you couldn't. That makes no sense. Who's there? Bless you. Who's in my room? There's a man with a knife here, and I think he wants to hurt you. What? I'm getting out of the shower. Josephine? Are you all right? Josephine? Oh, no. God, Josephine. Oh, no, she's dead. Josephine. Oh, there's so much blood. Oh, no. Josephine. Joink. What? Thanks for the knife. Bye. Stop, come back. The scene of crime offices won't be much longer. A, a crime? Surely this was an accident. That's for the police to decide. Oh, of course. I didn't mean to imply that... But I doubt you pansies would have touched her. Thank you? We wouldn't have, but there was someone who was going to. Tim... What's this? Is everything all right? I saw the flashing lights and had to duck over. Good evening, Mrs. Drake. Hello, Captain Walsh. Hello, Irene. Greg, Tim, I'm so glad you're fine. What happened? One of our guests. Their one guest? Thank you, Captain Walsh. Yes, our one guest fell over in the shower. How terrible! That's not all that happened. And some of it concerns your husband, Mrs. Drake. What's Mr. Drake's involvement? I don't see how he could possibly be involved. He's been at a board meeting for his country club all evening. Why, he's been in a room with a dozen of his peers all night. He's club president, you know. No, he was here! Tim! Greg, he was here! He was with me in the room! In the room? In the girl's room? W were you in the room when this girl fell? Uh... You'll have to excuse him, Captain Walsh. My associate is of a hysterical disposition. Greg! I know, but I'll still need a witness statement. And I'll bring him down to the station tomorrow morning to make it. <sighs> All right. God knows I don't want to be hanging around this place longer than I have to. Yes, God knows. Praise be unto him and all the excellent things he does. Good evening, Captain Walsh. Good evening, Mrs. Drake. Give my regards to your husband. I certainly shall, Captain Walsh. What a horrible thing to have happened, Greg. Please let me know if there's anything I can do you to You can start by explaining what you're up to. Tim. Something isn't right. Anthony was in that room... With a knife! But, Tim, dearest, that simply isn't possible. Look, here's my husband now. And he's brought one of his country club friends with him. There you are, my sweet. Are you bothering our neighbors again? There was an accident in one of the rooms, Anthony. And the police have just left. Oh, good evening, Mr. Bell. Good evening, uh, Mrs. Drake. But why the police? What happened? You know what happened. I couldn't possibly. I've been at a board meeting for my country club all evening. Why, he's been in a room with a dozen of his peers all night. Mr. Bell is our country club secretary, taking care of all those little details. One does one's best. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Mr. Woodbridge and Mr. Hirsch. Ah, the ones you said would make perfect candidates for our uh, club? That's right. It's so nice to meet you, Mr. Bell. I wish we could have met you on a more pleasant evening. I think it's best that I get Tim here to bed. He's had an emotional evening. I have had a rational evening. Good night, Greg. I hope you feel better in the morning, Tim. This is ridiculous. Good Lovely night, gentlemen. You. you believe me, don't you, Greg? Greg? 
Oh, don't give me the silent treatment. This is far too serious for the silent treatment. You've had it in for the Drakes the moment we met them. They've been nothing but nice to us, and now, perhaps, they want us to join their country club. Greg, I was in that room with him. He had a knife. He has a dozen witnesses who say otherwise. But, Craig, I... Your story makes no sense, Tim. She fell in the shower. Oh, that's only because... I'm giving you a chance to sleep on it. And if, in the morning, you still want to spin this yarn to the police, well, good luck to you. They've stopped arguing and gone inside. Quite a close call, then. But it all worked out in the end. That was very indiscreet of you, Father. I was just unlucky, Mother. But I have it. <gasps> it's more beautiful than I could have imagined, Father. I can sense the power flowing through it. Soon the sun will turn black. Yes. <laughs> and in the shadow cast, the ascension will begin. <laughs> 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 What's going on in here? David, what are you doing up? Mrs. Williams put you to bed hours ago. I heard plotting. We were discussing the summoning of an ancient evil to wreak havoc upon the earth. I see. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Mother. The Devil's Bed and Breakfast featured the voices of David Moss as Gregory Woodbridge, Kieran Davy as Timothy Hirsch, Rhiannon Marshall as Josephine, Minyahalka Vigurgis as Gavin and Mr. Peter Bell, Jacqueline Osorio as Irene Drake and Mrs. Hirsch, Matt Graham as Anthony, Danny Payne as David Leviathan Drake, and Damon Bamra as Captain Walsh. Words by Kieran Davy and music by Andrew Chamberlain. Hello friends, creator of the podcast Kieran here. I hope you're having a happy new year and thank you for listening to the fourth episode of The Devil's Bed and Breakfast. Remember to give us your feedback. You can find the links in the episode description. We'd also love it if you'd review, subscribe, share, all those things to help get the Penny Peep Show out there to the world. We'll see you in a fortnight. Thanks again for listening. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.